one of the things I would like to say to my younger self uh, is learn about emotional intelligence sooner rather than later um, so that you can understand yourself, you can understand others. Um, and there's some very basic and simple things to understand kind of the, uh, the neuroscience, the biology of the brain, of how um, you will be triggered into fight or flight. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Eric Shepard of Talent Transformation Guild. Eric, it's awesome having you on the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, Gresh. Good to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on and ready to kind of jump in to hear all the awesome things you're doing. But before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about Eric. So you hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Eric is an accomplished leader of international businesses and associations focused on talent, assessment and success. Eric recently stepped away from a CEO role where he worked to build a SaaS company into a multi-million dollar international assessment software business. Eric also led industry and standards initiatives to promote best practices for assessments and learning and interoperability. He currently serves as the chair of the IEEE Recommended Practice for Defining Competencies, and Eric has previously served on boards and working on groups that have included HR open standards that define interoperability, standards for HR technology, Association of Test Publishers, and the European Association of Test Publishers that represents providers of tests and assessment tools. Eric is an accomplished public speaker and currently serves as the executive director of the Talent Transformation Guild. Eric, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am, looking forward to it. Awesome, well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I know I touched a little bit on your, your background and all the awesome work that led you to, to where you are today. Could you take us through what I like to call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with all this awesome work. Yeah, sure. Um, so as you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm originally from the UK. Uh, I uh, stumbled into the IT industry kind of early on in my life. Uh, and in that, I ended up on uh, being a, on a board of directors in the UK in my 20s. And with that, got transferred to the to the U.S. Um, an interesting story there is that I, uh, the day that I arrived, um, uh, uh, the previous uh, CEO had um, emptied the bank accounts, uh, and uh, so I started kind of taking over a business with no money. Oh, wow. um, but luckily, I had the backing of the original. Uh, you know, the the uh, we were a subsidiary of a British company. Um, so, uh, but that was kind of interesting. You know, you can imagine flying to a new country. Uh, uh, assuming the management of staff and direction and strategy, and then realizing that there wasn't any money in the bank and having wow. to go back. And so that was an interesting period. Um, I then uh, uh, worked to, to build a team, build the software distribution, got involved in um, sales support um, to help some large distributors uh, of the products, uh, distribute the software product uh, throughout the United States. Learned a lot about the comparing contrasting cultures between the UK and the US. Uh, and so developed this uh, understanding of doing technology transfers um, from, uh, from other countries into the US because I'd, I'd got this uh, understanding of culture. So I started a business called International Presence and, and that, what that business was to do was represent overseas companies here in the US, but dress them up in US looking clothes so that people thought they were working with a US company 
um, and was very successful in that during the 90s, uh, ended up um, uh, uh, buying and selling some companies uh, in, that, uh, in that model. Um, got involved with this company called uh, Question Mark, um, originally as a distributor, as part of this international presence representation. Um, and uh, we were kind of having a lot of fun together and learning a lot together. So I ended up being the CEO of that company and uh, took it from um, uh, small beginnings, selling DOS software, Windows software, Macintosh software, and built it up into an installable software and uh, a, a SaaS business, software as a service business, where people could develop and deliver and report on assessment. So I learned a lot about assessing people's knowledge and skills and whether they could do things. Um, and there was a, you know, from a CEO standpoint, we went through a lot of different phases together. So we had to deal with the 9-11 um, uh, uh, and, and the impact on our business through 9-11. Uh, we had to go through, unfortunately, some passing of key staff in the middle mm -hmm. of uh, our boom periods. Um, we had, uh, we then went through the consolidations that were driven by the 2008 financial crisis. And then pulling out of that and, and transitioning customers out into a software as a service platform. And all of these are kind of challenging. Um, and so I learned a lot about myself and others during, during that period. And then got to a point where, it, although I was traveling the world, meeting wonderful people around the world, many countries, and we were delivering tens of millions of, of tests and exams around the world, it was helping you know, a lot of people achieve great things. Uh, I started to find myself uh, in a Groundhog Day situation. I'd wake up and feel like I was doing the same thing. So we developed a plan that I could leave the business and kind of uh, come back and refine myself in order to pursue something that would be much more stimulating than just operating on Groundhog Day. I wanted to, to drill down a little, hear a little bit more on what you're doing with the Talent Tra Transformation Guild. Could you take us through a little bit more about that and how you're serving your clients you're working with yeah, that? Absolutely. So um, so I stepped down from um, a previous uh, uh, CEO role, and that was all about assessing knowledge and skills. And what I was really intrigued by was how do we assess personalities, emotional intelligence, and behaviors? So the kind of the softer side of the world. And we could see that the fourth industrial revolution was coming along, and that was going to change a lot of job roles and the tasks that we do. And so uh, we knew that assessing um, uh, softer skills or mindset was, was going to be a, a key part. So I spent the first few months uh, learning and studying and going on courses and getting certified, getting certified as a coach. Um, so I could understand that those aspects and being a CEO on one side and then understanding coaching on the other was a really useful dynamic. And I then started talking to people about how do we fit kind of hard skills and soft skills or or mindset and skill set? How do we fit that together to help the C-suite and managers understand what underpins behaviors in the workplace, et cetera. So I uh, uh, spent time uh, talking with uh, friends, having people over for dinner and just focusing on this, uh, this issue and came up with this thing called the Talent Transformation Pyramid. And the Talent Transformation Pyramid is a way of illustrating uh, what supports behaviors on the job and what supports capabilities, how we can put that into competencies and how those competencies will then drive outcomes and recognizing, you know, there's a, there's a place for SWOT analysis and, and allocating resources, but we focus very much on this uh, talent um, aspect and, and how it's gonna change. So develop this uh, picture, uh, talent transformation pyramid, 
and people loved it. And they said, well, you can't just leave us here. You've got to, you've got to write something more uh, about this. So I wrote a book and the book's called Talent Transformation, uh, how to develop uh, people for the 21st century. It's not the full title, Talent Transformation, Eric Shepard, you'll find it on Amazon. Um, and so it drilled into each one of the factors that because it impact our performance on the job. So what's our underlying personality traits and, and, and what's the, um, what can we change and what, can, what we can't change? And then how can we layer on top of that, this emotional intelligence? So just as I said, going onto stage, I was feeling tired and cranky, but I just had to turn it on to put on that, that uh, veneer and step up my, uh, my game to do it. That's kind of emotional intelligence allows you to do that. You understand yourself, you understand others. Um, and then depending on the situation, you'll behave differently. We all know if we go to a sports game, we'll, we'll uh, uh, work, we'll behave in one way. We go to a fine dining restaurant, we'll behave another way. When we're in a boardroom, we'll behave another way. So this is all situational. And so helping people recognize this stuff uh, is all teased out in this book. So we wrote the book and then people were saying to us, well, but the world's changing so quickly, you know, we need help with this about staying relevant as the world is changing. So could you give us some information feeds about that? So uh, we uh, started uh, setting up podcasts and, and webcasts and, and uh, um, blog articles to help people understand what's changing as far as technology, how it's impacting the world in business models, uh, the way we deal with uh, the talent within the organization. So do we, build the talent? Do we buy in the talent with consultants? Do we use gig workers? Uh, or do we put it off to technology, to automation? We say, well, all these tasks we're doing, it's silly, we do them, let's get a computer to do them. So, um, so that's what the Talent Transformation Guild does. It brings this information together to help people um, stay relevant during all this dramatic change, uh, specifically for the future of work, learning, and leadership. Um, I, I guess I wanted to ask, do you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets either you or your organization apart and makes it unique? Is it that ability to, to kind of see that, but also I think be able to communicate that in so many different ways. So it just also arms the people with the ability to be able to navigate a lot of those changes. Um, I think part of the secret sauce, so the answer is yes. And to expand on that a little more, part of the secret sauce is that I think if we don't get this transition right into the fourth industrial revolution where AI and machine learning are taking over so many jobs, if we don't get it right, there's going to be a lot of people feeling disenfranchised. And I, as I you know, would head into retirement, I don't want to have social unrest. I want people to be enjoying their work, their, their social lives. And so the contribution that I can make is uh, by helping people understand this information. So part of it, I think, is that having a reason to be passionate about something is part of the secret sauce. Uh, in, in previous organizations, when I've been passionate about something, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like it's a, a calling and it's a mission. So I think part of it is kind of get grounded in yourself. But what's real, what are you really doing it for? If you're really doing it for money, you're probably going to find that dissatisfying unless you can get, connect the money to doing something like I want to make uh, help my family live a better life or I want to contribute to charity or something. So there is a way to a purpose through money. But but understanding your purpose will, will kind of get you up in the morning and deal with the, the daily hassles that we have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to uh, switch gears a bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? 
So um, one thing is I love book summaries in different guises. Um, I do love um, audiobooks from from Audible, um, and so I can get the the collective wisdom of of the crowd. The challenge with audiobooks is they could be between five and eight hours. And typically I'll get three or four kind of uh, inspiring ideas out of a book. So it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of use a lot of time in order to get that. But then there's, um, there's other uh, ways out there um, of getting similar kind of information to, to help you. And, and YouTube is a great resource. You know, you put in um, the keywords of a puzzle into to YouTube and it's going to come up with a video. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self, or you might even recommend this or, or say this to a client. One of the things I would like to say to my younger self uh, is learn about emotional intelligence sooner rather than later um, so that you can understand yourself. You can understand others. Um, and there's some very basic and simple things to understand kind of the, uh, the neuroscience, the biology of the brain, of how um, you will be triggered into fight or flight, and then recognizing that, recognizing your emotions and behaviors. And so, and just, and, and, and making a conscious decision about what's the most effective thing to do at the time, regardless of what emotional emotions you might be experiencing. You, to search for that, um, the desired outcome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Eric, what does being a CEO mean to you? Um, I think it's uh, dealing with the realities of a business uh, as far as the, the key metrics, customer satisfaction, financial metrics, uh, ensuring you got the systems and processes to be uh, efficient and uh, uh, learning and, and helping your, your people develop. So that's kind of balanced scorecard stuff. Um, and that provides dashboards to, to help you keep focused on, on being successful, but then also being the coach and, and the nurturer. Uh, one uh, metaphor that I enjoyed was that a gardener doesn't go around a gardener and dig up plants to see how well they're doing. Uh, they nurture them, you know, some might even talk to them, but they're a little crazy, but they would water them and make sure that they have fertilizer. And that's what we need to do with the people around us. Um, we don't, uh, there are times when we've got to hold people accountable and we've got to hold them to account. And there's times where we've got to coach them and, and hopefully envision the kind of the missing piece of the jigsaw that they have and why they're not progressing or, or producing the way we'd like them to. So having that, um, that coaching, uh, so it, it's kind of the person who lives between coaching everyone to be successful and uh, paying attention to the metrics to drive the business the way the stakeholders want the business to be driven. Eric, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Well, thank you so much, uh, Gresham. And so if, uh, if you found this uh, uh, interesting, uh, talenttransformation.com is the website. Uh, and talenttransformation.com slash book will take you to information about the book. Or you could just uh, search on Amazon for Talent Transformation and Eric Shepard. 
Uh, and you're welcome to reach out to me. Um, the spelling of my last name is often uh, changed. Uh, shepherd is one of those words you can spell multiple ways. So uh, if you just do eric at talenttransformation.com, you're very welcome to email me. Hopefully you've got the sense. I, I really enjoy helping people, especially when they're looking to improve their performance as a CEO or they're uh, looking to the future and trying to work out uh, how how uh, they're going to deal with new business models and new talent models, et cetera. So feel free to reach out to me. And, and thank you so much, Gresh. I definitely appreciate you, Eric. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I think um, one of the things that we often hear is the only constant is change. And one of the ways to be, you know, aware of that and, and, and in sync with that is to continue to kind of sharpen our saw, so to speak. So I love that you have so much content and information that's available to leaders, you know, to be able to kind of arm themselves as much as possible to be successful. So definitely appreciate you for, for scratching the surface a little bit on this podcast as well, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.